Now, this episode, I have something special for you. I chat with vice president and co-owner of Classical 95.9 FM, WCRI, situated in Rhode Island. Come January 4th, 2023, they will be airing the Classical Music Minute just prior to noon every Wednesday. But the station also has a really interesting history and approach. Take a listen. So thanks for joining me, Jamie. It's great to be here. I'm sure you are super busy at this time of year. <laughs> yes, very much so. So let's start. You, your uh, company um, and Classical 95.9 FM, it has a really cool, unique history um, over many decades with your family. So why don't we start there? Yes, my family, mainly my grandfather, Ted Jones, my dad's father, started WCRB back in around 1950. And he, um, we've been doing classical music our whole lives. And um, he got this station as an AM in Boston and turned it into an FM, um, which became eventually the biggest classical station in the country. Um, then long story short is in 2006, um, the station sold, uh, my family purchased one of the stations that we had at the time. Um, we had one on Cape Cod and one in Rhode Island. We purchased the one in Rhode Island and we continue the classical music format in Southern Rhode Island, Southeastern Connecticut since 2006 and till today. So what, uh, if people aren't familiar with your station, what what sort of programs do you offer? Um, we are on a network. It's called the World Classical Network. Um, we usually say it's the top uh, hits of the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries. Um, it's, it's kind of a top 40 of classical music. And um, we do that along with a lot of local programming. Um, we do, you know, local news and weather, um, but we also have local shows like a show we have called Conducting Conversations, which is a open format for um, artists, art groups, um, classical groups in the area to come in and talk about uh, their organizations, what they're doing. Um, you know, whether it's for the holiday season, what they're doing for the summer season, um, what they're doing year round to promote uh, uh, the event or just the organization as a whole. Uh, we have a show called Jazz After Dinner, which is done by a local um, jazz artist, uh, Grammy nominated jazz, jazz artist, Joe Perillo. Um, we have a kids hour. So we're very busy on the local front, even though we get our our feed from um Cape Cod, which is where the the network, classical network itself comes from. And you, I think I was reading on the website, you do host. Um, I'm a barber shopper now. I have been for several years, um, along with Mike Mano, who's uh, one of the announcers there and um, a host of Conducting Conversations and some other shows. So we have a show called American Acapella, where we bring in um, acapella groups, uh, barbershop groups, and talk to them. We play their music and talk about them. We also have the Kids Hour, 
which I do with um, my son, Skylar, who's now. Oh, nice. (laughs) He's now in college at Syracuse University. So my youngest son, Spencer, who's in high school, has taken over. Um, And we do on there. We do a whole bunch of different themes. It's it's um, we call WCRI's kids hour, not so much a classical hour because we'll do a lot of cinema. We'll do a lot of uh, maybe next Netflix TV shows that kids have been watching. We'll do stuff from the Disney parks, just a way to introduce kids into where they might be hearing orchestral music, Mm. you know, pops style music, um, where some people might think, oh, I never listened to classical. And actually they're hearing it almost every day, whether they know know it or not. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, I mean, you studied vocal uh performance i guess at boston university yes i started um my long college career at uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> i've probably had more college i hear you there. than most but um the degrees that came out of it are are you know varied but um i started boston um university back in 1996 in vocal performance um which was actually the school my grandfather went to for uh radio back in the day um i went from there after i was there for a year i actually left and i was going to go to umass lowell for music and during the summer one of my friends went down to florida to work at disney world and he said hey come down and visit me i'm like okay i went down and i remember my cousin told me a story that he told my dad he goes he's never coming back (laughs) <laughs> and I, it was it was eight years later before I came back. But yeah, wow. I, I stayed down there. I went to school down there. I worked at Disney World, um, many positions there from front desk to entertainment to cruise line to vacation club. Um, met my wife down there, who's originally from Florida, um, had our first child down there. And then in 2003, we moved up here where I started working for um, the family business. Wow. So let me ask you, because, you know, it's impressive that your classical music station has survived and flourished for such a long time. And it sounds as though you're very adept at pivoting, I guess, and thinking of different ways to introduce this thing called classical music to a broader audience. So how... How difficult has it been? Because I know orchestras are going out of business and many performance groups. Yes, it's um, well, a lot of times we try to support them. So like I said, with conducting conversations, we try to give them a platform so that way we can keep them in business while keeping us in business as well. But I think um, classical music, as you know, is is a niche. So we try to make it so that we encompass all of classical music and not just say, all right, well, we're top 40 classical music. You guys who do opera, you stay over there. You guys who do. I think if we segment segment ourselves too much um, within the group, I think that's when we start to lose audience members. I think mm-hmm. um, if we stick together, so to say, I think mm-hmm. um, we can keep our niche group of people because there is a large group of people out there who still love their classical music. They still love to get it on the radio. Um, We've been told almost since I started, and I know since my grandfather started, that classical music will never last. It's going to die. Um, They're wrong. 
They've been wrong. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> For a long time, they've been wrong. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's picked up in pockets of areas. Um, a lot of the time, it's more affluent areas. Like in Rhode Island, for example, we have um, Watch Hill, which is a very popular area people know because Taylor Swift has a home in Uh that area. Um, Block Island, which is, you know, there's a lot of money on Block Island, Long Island, um, just the whole coast of of Rhode Island. So it has flourished in places like that. And I think if we stick stick to that and stick to the people in that area, Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's what that that's what works. Yeah. And I, I I love the fact that you're actively reaching out to young people, utilizing young people like your son. Yeah, a- absolutely. You absolutely. know, well, that's, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't overly into classical music, even though I was going to Boston University for opera at the time. Mm. Um, I wasn't excited about opera at all. Um, and, and I'm to till this day, I still you know, we have opera program on the classical station because I know there's a group of people who love it. It's not my favorite, but I understand it's part of our realm. Mm. Um, but I got my interest in classical music from from um, musical scores and, you know, from cinema scores and things like that. And if you listen to the diehards, they'll tell you, well, that's not classical music, you know, but I think it's it's the doorway. For yep. a lot of people nowadays to yep. get into classical music and once they get in there they see the huge world that's here besides just cinema or yep. just opera or yep. what they might come in through the, whatever door they might come in through yeah yeah and i think classical again big big term um gets a bad rap as being kind of stuffy correct yes you know and it, yes yeah and it doesn't need to be stuffy no no not at all not at all and i think you know we have um newport music festival which is now called newport classical it's a big classical festival in newport and they do such an awesome job there of um doing that as well they've had you know groups like ensemble ultra which is a new group in our area which is you know a 20 member give or take um professional singer group um that sounds phenomenal um if anybody's heard of the group voctive which is Mm. um a group that comes out of voices of liberty from walt disney world out of epcot um the american pavilion um voctive is that type of group things like that bring people into where people are like well what is that i really enjoy that you're like you're kind of listening to classical music and you don't know it yeah um and so when you point that out, and in, in, in I, I always go back to cinema, I, I imagine watching Harry Potter and t- taking the music out. I mean, it's a you wouldn't want to watch the film. Yeah. yeah. So and that's classical music. That's that's, you know, creating that theater of the mind for you when you're when you're watching things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just out of interest sake, if if folks are listening um, that aren't in your radius, um, how can they listen to the station? Um, yes, we are online at classical959.com. Um, you can stream our station from classical959.com, but you can also stream us on Spotify and you can go to uh, TuneIn Radio and and all the other places you you can listen to radio and you can find Classical 95.9. I think you'll you'll really enjoy it. And if you don't find us and enjoy us, find some type of classical music you enjoy and and use it to 
enrich your life. Yeah. And I encourage people to tune in because uh, I know where I am uh, in Toronto, uh, really the, the, the music offerings in terms of classical stations have dwindled mm -hmm. over the last, you know, yeah. 20, 30 years. So, hey, you know, like uh, people should tune in and check it out. The other question I should ask is in case, because um, I know you you have sponsorship opportunities for different companies and that sort of stuff. That's correct. I was reading on the website about the Inner Circle. That's correct. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's explore that. The Inner Circle, um, it actually comes from back in the day when CRB owned the stations. They had a group called the Inner Circle. Um, it's just... Uh, listeners, it's a little niche within the niche group of listeners who um, they can get a special newsletter. They'll know about programming on the station before we actually put it out to the masses. Um, we get a lot of gift certificates and being a radio station, um, you know, radio stations are known for their giveaways. So we have um, exclusive tickets and things. We have the Providence Performing Arts Center does a lot of musicals. Um, and so we give out tickets to those theater by the sea, which is down by us. It's a, a summer stock theater. And so being in the inner circle allows you to get tickets, get information. Um, and some of the businesses that advertise on the air give special discounts um, to the people who are only in the inner circle. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just a little, little special group to be part of. And that's what makes local radio, you know, special is because of the local businesses that you know help support us <clears throat> excuse me which then allows us to support you know local arts groups local programming that we have on the air and, and so on and so if if i'm a small business and i'm thinking god I, I would love to advertise on on your station uh how do they do go about doing that yes they can go right to our website um you'll see the link to my email um which is and i'll give that out it's j jones j j o n e s at classical 959.com or we have um you can email us right through the website if there's any programs that um you see we have a program pr programs page on there you can look if you're interested in sponsoring any of them it helps us keep the radio station running obviously but it also helps us be able to give a free format for a lot of those arts groups in the area. I mean, we've covered everything from high school musical type groups um, all the way to professional, you know, the Rhode Island Symphony Orchestra and, and so on. And, and finally, as we wrap up, um, I am very excited to say <laughs> that the station will be carrying my, uh, well, the classical music minute, uh, which will be starting in the new year, just before um, noon on Wednesdays, what was your thinking in terms of of taking that on? Now we've had we've had it's interesting we've had the uh, classical fact of the day as a selling point as something on our website um, that we've had for a while, and we've always been looking for something on the air. Um, and some of our announcers back in the day said that they could put something together, but they were always so busy doing their regular announcing jobs that they just didn't have the time. And some of them ha definitely have the knowledge to do it. But I think with your um, the Classical Music Minute, it's it's a perfect introduction for people into the world of classical music. All those little things that you talk about, like where the baton comes from, all that stuff yeah. where people scratch their head about. Um, it answers those questions. It does it in a quick way. Um, 
and it fits really nicely into our format. So everybody listening, I encourage you to uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely go to their website. And if anything, tune in just before noon. Uh, come Starting January. on January, January 4th. Yep. January 4th. And then keep listening after that. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Jamie. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you having on me on the show. And um, I look forward to our uh, audience being able to hear your The Classical Music Minute coming up next year. Thanks again to Jamie for taking the time. And if you want, you can tune in to WCRI on January 4th to catch the first airing of the Classical Music Minute. As always, please subscribe and give me a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform. There's also a link in the show notes to buy me a coffee if you want to reach out with a good dose of caffeine. All the best for this holiday season, and I'll catch you next episode.